Whether it's a biological father, an adopted father, or our Heavenly Father, there is an incalculable value afforded any child who's been blessed with a good father. Yet as our culture downplays the significance of the traditional family, so too goes the value placed on fatherhood. As a result, more and more American men are placing their value and significance in just about anything and everything but being a quality dad. Funny thing though, the offspring of these men most often wish otherwise. Could there be a biological, even a spiritual need for children to bond with and cultivate a relationship with the men who sired them? And what about a man who isn't actually the child's biological father? Can he fulfill this same need? Well, today we're going to be talking with the creator of a documentary film that looks at what it really means to be a father. That's today on Licensed to Parent. Well, hello and welcome to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long, Christ-centered residential program for hurting teens and, by extension, for their families. Now, we've been ministering to families for 20 years now under the leadership of the founder and director of Shepherds Hill and the host of our program, Trace Embry. And Trace, manhood in general, but I guess specifically fatherhood, is something that you know about firsthand from your work at Shepherds Hill. And that is very important to the kids there. Uh, tell me what you see. Well, it definitely is. Uh, but the funny thing is, uh, it's sad really, is that until kids encounter an environment of genuinely godly men and healthy father figures on some kind of regular basis, most aren't equipped to articulate their innate need for such men. Some have never even seen one. Uh, but it's not just a need. It's a genuine desire. It really is. And the kids will, will, will uh, come to grips with that over time. But healthy biblical manhood and godly father figures are such an endangered species these days. They're almost becoming extinct. Uh, for a lot of kids, all they see are, are the men and dads portrayed on TV or in the movies. And we know what that looks like yeah. all too often. But they also see it on other platforms in today's digital pop culture, but in real life too. Uh, I'm not saying that dads don't love their kids because I, I know most do. I just don't think they know how to properly execute a love that's congruent with a biblical worldview. Uh, all the time anyway. And, and, and though this is wired into them by God, our culture is such a busy, noisy, and alluring place that it's successfully perverted what true and genuine love actually is. I mean, there's uh, little to no modeling or teaching of the sacrificial part of love anymore. There's little to no understanding of tough love anymore. And there's little to no understanding of the long-term benefits of loving this way. And, and you just reminded me of a book that Dr. James Dobson wrote back in the 1980s called Love Must Be Tough. He often talked about the need uh, for this tough love in relationships mm -hmm. throughout the family, but I'm sure that he and that book would support your point. Yeah, and, and that book, I think, was largely written with respect to marriage, but the same principle applies. Yeah. Uh, the problem with tough love in the eyes of too many of today's emotionally fragile postmodern thinkers, and many who are parents, is that it too often requires a sacrificial component on the part of the parent who's exercising mm -hmm. it. It's the, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you idea. Yeah. Uh, for example, if I'm taking my kids to the, to the beach and I pull the classic dad line that, uh, by saying, if you don't stop bickering back there, you know, I'm going to turn this car around and take you home. Well, I better be willing to sacrifice my fun at the beach right. to stay true to my yeah. word and committed to passing on a very valuable lesson to my kids if they continue to bicker. Uh, that's just one mild example of tough love, but uh, too many kids these days are being raised by parents who are themselves addicted to the pleasures of our culture and or averse to struggle and discomfort just as much as their kids are. Uh, being their kid's best friend just 
feels so good that too many uh, parents are, aren't willing to be on the bad side of junior even for a moment. Uh, but it's right here where dads have got to you know, get past the emotion of it all and do what's right for Junior's long-term well-being. You know, God has wired men for this specifically. Women can do it, but it was ordained by God for men. And my experience uh, is that deep down, every kid wants a parent, especially a dad, who's older, wiser, bigger, stronger, and more determined to do right than Junior is to do wrong. That's where child security comes from. But there's an even greater sense of security that comes when Junior sees that there's a divine hierarchy in play, which of course comes from a biblical worldview. Uh, so while mom is dad's helpmeet, Junior sees that both dad and mom have submitted to an authority greater than themselves. Modeling this then makes it much easier for Junior to submit to mom and dad's authority. Mm. And, you know, as you've already alluded to in the opening, there really is a biological and a spiritual need for this. And 33 mental health and child care experts from Harvard, Yale, UCLA, Emory, Indiana University, and many others, uh, well-respected schools, have documented these findings in a book called Hardwired to Connect, the new scientific case for authoritative communities. And that's what Shepherd's Hill is. It's, a, it's an authoritative community model. But I also think there are many supporting evidences to this same idea, whether anyone's aware of it or not, in the new Kendrick Brothers documentary film, Show Me the Father. Uh, and that'll be coming out in theaters September 10th. Yep. Well, and I want us to turn the corner because uh, Alex Kendrick has been waiting patiently in the wings. But uh, as you said, this uh, new film is coming out September 10th. Uh, and joining us to talk about it today is the co-writer, director, and editor of the film, Alex Kendrick. And if you're not familiar with the Kendrick name, the Kendrick brothers have a string of successful uh, faith-based films. First was Flywheel back in 2002, uh, followed by Facing the Giants, Fireproof, Courageous, War Room, Overcomer, and as you just mentioned, Show Me the Father, uh, on which he actually served as executive producer and writer. Now, Alex has served in church ministries for about 20 years. That happened before he turned his attention to writing, speaking, and producing Christian films. And he does so along with his brothers, Stephen and Shannon. And by the way, Trace, this year, 2021, not only marks the release of Show Me the Father, but they're also uh, re-releasing Courageous. This is the Courageous Legacy Edition, which has been remastered with some uh, added scenes, and that, that marks that film's 10th anniversary. Uh, Alex is also a rather prolific author. He's co-written the New York Times best-selling books, The Love Dare, The Resolution for Men, and The Battle Plan for Prayer. And in case you're wondering if parenting is just an academic interest to Alex the documentarian, uh, he and his wife Christina also happen to be parents of six children, so he knows a little something from personal experience about being a dad. Amen. Alex, welcome back to Licensed Apparent. Oh, good to be with you guys. Man, when, you, when you're saying all that, I'm thinking, wow, I'd like to meet this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our friend, uh, mutual friend, I guess, Joe Battaglia, invited me to the screening of your new documentary film, Show Me the Father in Grapevine recently, Texas. And I, I stand by what I told you guys at the screening. If you could just airdrop multitudes of Show Me the Father DVDs in the neighborhoods of South Chicago, I think a bunch of these senseless shootings would stop there. This really is a powerful film. Uh, and it comes out in theaters, as I said, in September, September 10th. Uh, what do you hope to accomplish with this, Alex? You know, we found five stories, true stories of fatherhood from different vantage points. Some that were uh, kind of tragic, some where the father was a great father, Somewhere he was present, but not really involved in the lives of his children. And, um, and then, then somewhere he wasn't there at all. And I think these five stories that all have a very interesting ending to them, 
Um, I think audiences are going to relate to them, and they're going to see a little bit of themselves in the screen. But ultimately, we want to remind people that although we have faulty, less-than-perfect fathers in this world, we do have a perfect father in heaven, and, and, and that's the one that we need a relationship with more than anything. So where my father was good but uh, maybe was not strong in certain areas or even failed in certain areas, God is perfect. And it's for me to learn the attributes of my heavenly father that fills those areas of my life where, where I need a dad in my life. And so this movie talks about that. And, and man, these, these stories were so inspirational and with some twists that even Hollywood couldn't compete with. So can't wait for people to see Show Me the Father, uh, and it comes out September the 10th. Uh, for parents who have the money in their budget to take their kids to just one movie a month or maybe one movie every six months, why should they take their kids to see Show Me the Father rather than the, you know, the next Marvel film or Terminator 12 or whatever it is? Well, we very intentionally made this film inspirational and entertaining in the way we put it together and shot it. We wanted it to be um, as engaging as any feature film that we've made or that, that is out there. And so uh, audiences that have been to the pre-screenings, there have been tears, there's been laughter. Uh, and there are a couple of times there was audible gasps as people uh, learned of a twist in one yeah. of these uh, true life stories. And so we, we wanted it to be just as engaging. But because these are real stories, when you're watching this and you're thinking, this is un- incredible, some of these testimonies and stories that we went out and filmed, um, and, and when people see this, I think it's going to help them to view God differently as well as their dad, whether you had a good dad or not. Mm. And and when you begin understanding the purpose of, of a father and then who God the Father is, you don't just see him as God. You also see him as our heavenly father. And so it's a, it's a very in, uh, intentional film. Um, you know, we, we knew going into it that we wanted to honor the Lord and draw people to a relationship with him and to learn more about who he is as father. And so, again, can't wait for people to see it. I think that you're going to enjoy it as much as any of our other films. This, speaking of your other films, though, this, this is a bit of a shift away from what you guys typically do. Normally you're making dramas. What led you to make a documentary instead? You know, this was on the heart of my brother, Stephen, and Stephen came to me one day and said, this is right after we finished Overcomer, and Stephen said, Alex, um, uh, there's a burden on my heart to make a documentary specifically focused on the father attributes of God, and we do so by first sharing some uh, true father stories from, you know, uh, earthly fathers, and so I said, okay, so we started praying about it, and then the next thing I know uh, the Lord began connecting us to these phenomenal stories that you see in this movie. There, there are some of these stories that I just, my mouth dropped open when I heard them. And um, so we began getting the interviews, and one piece fell in line to another. And, and the next thing I know, it's it's come together, and it came together. You know, this is our first documentary, but it, I, I love this thing. I love the ministry of it. I love what it says about our, our God. And it came together so much stronger than I expected. And so when you go see it, don't just think, oh, it's a documentary. No, it, it, it's a riveting <laughs> documentary. No and I think when you go see it, you're, you're going to leave the theater different than when you walked in. Excellent. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I saw it. I, I think you're absolutely right there. I heard those gaffes. Uh, why do you suppose so many different uh, media outlets, whether it's TV, uh, you know, the internet movies, why have they marginalized uh, fathers and fatherhood? 
And, and do you think that that's had something to do with, with fathers abdicating their responsibility uh, these days? I think that we are in a spiritual warfare for the hearts and minds of our children. And one of the ways to win that warfare from the enemy is he's going after the role of father. Now, it's true that he's going after the mother role as well. But as the head of the household, if he can topple our respect and the honorable position of father, if he can topple the authority that he has and the influence he has over his kids, then he's already won half the war because the father is meant to be not only the provider and protector, but also the spiritual leader of his home. So once he abdicates that role and there's nobody there doing it in the role of a father, then the kids, it's almost a free-for-all. They're they're learning from their peers or the world or public school on what to think and what, what their worldview is. And so um, so there, there is war on the role of father, and I think the, the more generations that we have without a good father as an example, the more we will see poor examples in all of our media, TV shows, entertainment, even commercials. It's terrible. And so we want to bring honor back to the position of father, not, not because men deserve it, but because God is the one that instituted that role, and we want to honor our heavenly father in that capacity. Yeah, we have a saying around here, if you kill the head, the body dies. Um, we, we, we do all we, all we can to work with the parents while the kids are here. And there's a one-to-one correlation between uh, the parents getting it and the kids' future success. There's just no doubt about the importance of fathers. Um, whenever I hear about a, a good book or a good film, even if the film's a drama uh, to me, half of what makes it uh, so much better is, is knowing that the story is actually true. And show me the father. Not only are the stories true, but the actual factual real-life subjects of the film are telling their stories. These aren't actors. Uh, how did you find these folks? We, we found them, honestly, through prayer. As we prayed about, God, what stories do you want us to tell? Once the Lord made it very clear that we were to do this project, we then began praying about, Lord, what are the stories? And, you know, when when God calls you to do something, he doesn't just drop you off and say, good luck. You know, when God calls you to do something, he is also there with direction and often resources. And so we began praying about these stories. And the next thing I know uh, we're coming upon the stories, either somebody sharing them with us or giving us a phone call. And, and I was amazed. I was like, God, you can't make it any more obvious what stories we're supposed to put in this film. And so it was obvious from the very beginning that the Lord's hand was on it and, and what he wanted to say and do. And, and when you do a documentary, it's not scripted. And so when we are interviewing people, you don't yet know what they're going to say as they tell their stories. And so as we began to see all these um, story points and characteristics coming together, it became obvious what direction to take the documentary. And so I I would say this was spirit-led, and and, and we're praying that the fruit of it, when people see it, is exactly what the Lord wants it to be. Excellent. We're talking today on Licensed to Parent with Alex Kendrick. He's executive producer and writer of the new film, Show Me the Father, coming to theaters September 10th. More information about that film is available at showmethefathermovie.com. You're listening to Licensed to Parent. We'll be back with more conversation right after this. Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. 
As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day operations. The five-year, two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall to be completed by the end of the year, followed by two new school buildings, also containing a new studio for licensed apparent. Please consider partnering with us, building together a new and improved Shepherds Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today. ShepherdsHillAcademy.org slash building together. That's ShepherdsHillAcademy.org slash building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. Your children are teens now. They're growing up and gaining independence. That's kind of the point of parenting, isn't it? You're raising future responsible adults, but they're not responsible adults yet. They may be able to do things on their own, but you still want to be able to contact them and you want to equip them for success. So you decide to get them a smartphone. But why a smartphone? For most people, that means 24-7 access to everything on the planet. And that's not wise, nor is it healthy. Digital addiction is prevalent these days. In fact, we see teens of all ages dealing with mental health and behavioral issues rooted in overuse of technology. Issues that affect health, wellness, ability to focus, performance in academics, and more. That's why at Licensed to Parent, we want you to choose a wise phone alternative instead of a smartphone. More information is available at LicensedToParent.org slash wisephone. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. And today we're talking with the executive producer and writer of the new film, Show Me the Father. His name is Alex Kendrick, one of the Kendrick brothers. You'll know them from a number of successful films, and we'll get to more of those as we proceed through the program. But Alex, I'm curious, we we mentioned at the start that this film is coming out September 10th in theaters across the country. Why is it so crucial that folks get to the theaters on that first week? I'm talking about trying trying to really have a good impact for the film, but what's the strategy here? Whenever a movie comes out in theaters, which is a public screening location, it always sets the momentum for how much attention and promotion the movie gets. So... When the opening weekend is strong, our distributor, in this case, Sony Pictures, our distributor begins adding more theaters. Well, that means more opportunity for more people to see it. And when it comes to ministry, that's exactly what you want. Of course, there is a business aspect to it as well. When it does well financially, we get to make more movies. But our heart is for ministry first. And so when the opening weekend is strong, the movie's expanded. In some cases, hundreds more theaters are added, not just in America, but overseas. Mm -hmm. And that means more eyeballs get to see it, which means a greater ministry platform. So uh, opening weekend is very strong for us. Now, it is true that later on, months later, it will be available on DVD, Blu-ray, and streaming, which is becoming more of the go-to platform, especially in the age of COVID. But we are hopeful that that audiences will still come out opening weekend to give it a, a strong launch with the knowledge that that's going to help the overall ministry ex- expansion. 
Yeah, kids, ask your history teacher about DVDs and this thing called Blockbuster <laughs> Video. That yeah. was around. I, I am curious about this, though. Back in the days of Blockbuster Video, for example, we also had a number of Christian booksellers that also carried DVDs and that sort of thing. But even Blockbuster had a faith or um, an inspiration section, so you could potentially get your films in there. With the streaming landscape where everybody and his brothers, literally, in your case, anybody can make films these days and get them out, and you got so many more studios producing films, is it really an uphill climb for, for faith-based films to get out into the public in that arena? It is. You know, we used to have a strong presence in Christian bookstores, and there are right. very few these days. And so today... What we have to do is get in theaters, hopefully with a strong launch, and then soon after make it available on streaming and then, of course, promote that equally as strong. Um, so th while the streaming is convenient, as you said, it is very crowded. Right. And so, um, you know, if you're going to minister to people, now we'll still have it on DVD and Blu-ray, but, but most of you know that those areas of Walmart, Costco that sell DVDs, that's getting smaller and smaller because people are, are preferring streaming. So uh, it's a very crowded arena, but we'll continue to do all that we can do to keep these movies going. And as you know, when a movie has a good message, when it, when it is well-made and when people get something out of it, word of mouth is always the best promotion. And so we believe that, uh, that people will, will talk about it as they're impacted by it, and, and hopefully it'll do very, very well. Right. Was there anything that you learned, Alex, about fatherhood that you didn't already know before you started the film? You know, uh, Tony Evans says this in the film, but we often look at God and call him God, 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 instead of Father, 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 Father. You know, Jesus referred to God as Father. Your Father knows what you have need of. And your father sees what, you know, what, you know, what your needs are. Your father wants you to worship him. And we often replace that with just God. Like he's this far off entity that's ruling the universe that doesn't want a relationship with me instead of a father that does want a relationship with me. And so I think we do God a disservice and that's not, uh, that, that, that we don't help ourselves spiritually by only referring to him as God, which he is. But he is also Father, and he wants a daily, uh, intimate, nurturing relationship with us as well. And just kind of being reminded of that was very impactful for me. What were some of the, if I can ask without giving away too much of the film, what were some of the issues that were raised by those telling their stories in the movie that are typical of, of why dads seem to be moving away from their fatherhood responsibilities? You know, we often look at our earthly dad, and then pass on those same assumptions and characteristics of our view of God. So if our dad was distant, we view God as distant. If our dad was loving, it's easier for us to believe that God is loving. And if you didn't have a good dad, he wasn't present in your life, or he wasn't active in your life, even if he was home, we tend to believe God is that way, and it influences the way that we father. And wow. um, of course, that's just one attribute. I could talk about that question all day, but, and so for go, us, go see the um, film. <laughs> yeah. So for us, it is very important to look at the biblical attributes of our heavenly father and not just attribute our dad's attributes onto God. In other words, my dad 
fought to be a good father to me, but he had to overcome a poor example of my grandfather to him. And so he had to say, God is not distant. God is not unloving. God is not prideful. God is, uh, you know, God is not these, these things that, um, that make a poor dad. And my, my earthly father had to relook at his view of God and say, God is perfect. He is loving. He is faithful. He is gracious. And so a lot of people have to do that. You have to differentiate the characteristics of God, our father, from your earthly father. And so, so it, it is too easy to carry on the behavior of our dads onto our own kids and not break that chain and say, Lord, would you help me to be the father my children even that you intended me to be? And so that's part of what this movie focuses on. Would you define any of the scenarios or the circumstances in this film as being miraculous? I absolutely would. You know, some of the twists in this film that, that got audible gasps from the audience are, I think, uh, ordained by God, and uh, they're just incredible. And, and so you, you, there's a couple of different times in the movie with a twist. It was a real-life natural twist where God's hand, you know, God's fingerprints were just all over the situation. And I think when people see it, it's going to bring tears to their eyes. It's going to bring inspiration to their heart. And you realize it's never too late to turn to the Lord and ask God for help and redemption. It's never too late to forgive. As long as we're alive, you can forgive and you can make restoration even when you think it's impossible. And some of the scenarios in this movie are just going to touch your heart and leave you with hope and inspiration. And, and, and I also believe it's going to help with healing for a lot of people when they're reminded of who God is, what he can do in our lives, and even the father wounds and scars that we may have had from a poor father, those can be healed by Almighty God. And, uh, and we show you how that can happen and that, and that it really does happen in some of these stories. Right. Amen. Well, our time is up today, unfortunately, but today's guest on Licensed to Parent has been Alex Kendrick. He's executive producer and writer of the brand new film, Show Me the Father, coming to theaters on September 10th. Uh, Alex, I know that it's coming to some theaters, but not every theater in every town. So how can folks uh, find out where it's showing near them? We're booking theaters right now for Show Me the Father and for Courageous Legacy. You know, Show Me the Father, you can go to showmethefathermovie.com okay. and keep checking as we load more theaters on there in the coming weeks. That comes out September 10th. And then Courageous Legacy comes out October 15th, and that's courageousthemovie.com. And, uh, and, and again, over these next coming weeks, we're loading all the theaters that we're booking. There should be about 1,000 theaters for each movie. Excellent. Excellent. Well... We appreciate your spending time with us today. You've got your, uh, your plate full right now, so we'll let you go. But thanks so much for being a part of Licensed to Parent. God bless you, gentlemen. Good to talk to you. You too. God bless you. Bye-bye. Dads, if you feel like you haven't yet risen to the level of father that you feel you need to be and that your heavenly father is calling you to, right now would be a great time to correct course. We need strong dads. We need strong families now more than ever. But for many of the kids who come to Shepherd Hill Academy, their families are not strong right now and their lives are on the verge of imploding. Uh, that's why we're here. And this radio program is just a part of the ministry of Shepherd's Hill. We want to alert you to the issues that are going on in our culture that are tearing families apart and we hope help you correct course so as to avoid the problems that we see firsthand every day at Shepherd's Hill Academy. 
For those who have already been blindsided and need outside help, our parent ministry, Shepherd's Hill Academy, provides a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens that doesn't just focus on getting the teens back on track because we know that that in and of itself isn't enough. We do work with the entire family to heal relationships and develop healthy home environments for these kids to return to. And the success stories are heartwarming. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, if you'd like to find some free resources that we have to offer, or if you think that your family could benefit from our residential program, please visit us online at LicensedToParent.org. You'll find links to Shepherd's Hill Academy and our many other resources, and I do hope that it will be helpful to you. My thanks to our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent, Daniel Fazina, and to our technical producer, Carl Peets. For our host, Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you back again next time for more insight for today's culture and another opportunity to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.